Hey, thanks for joining us here at Broad River Church. For video messages and content, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow our Facebook page. Find us at broadriver.church. This is a great way to stay connected throughout your week, no matter where you are. Right now, let's go to our lead pastor, Kevin Mullins, for this week's message. So good to see you gathered in today, and I'd like to invite you to Scripture right away. Page number 865 is where we are going to be. That sound is the electric guitar channel, just needs to be muted. Uh, page 865 um, is uh, on the, the Bibles that are down there in front of you or actually underneath your chairs there. Um, you can find Luke chapter 8, which is where we're going to be in just a, a, a few minutes. My name we are pastors here. We're so glad that you made the decision to, to be here today. I don't normally uh, look quite this dressed up. In fact, last week I was, wearing a, I was wearing ripped up jeans, and so somebody asked me this morning if I was confused about what I was going to wear to church. And so, uh, But sometimes on a special day, you like to dress up a little bit. So certainly if you're a guest with us today, I don't want you to have the... Uh, impression uh, that you need to dress up this way much to come to church. We're a very casual church and you can dress how you want to. There's a connect card in front of you that looks something like this. Or if you are a guest with us today, it's inside um, your bag that you, you got. Please share on this card as much information as you feel comfortable sharing. But at the very least, we'd love to know how we can pray for you on the prayer section of the card. Our pastors and elders pray over every prayer request Receive. This is a place that a lot of people have been helped and connected in a deeper way to their faith in Christ that might be the same for you. Um, and if you'd like to know more about Rod River Church, and hopefully we can know more about you and your story, just let us know by just texting the word welcome to the number that's on the screen, 860-362-3983. Um, this is a good way to, uh, we got the paper version, electronic version, the texting is probably the simplest. If you're a part of our digital experience today, it's fine to have your device out in this church, by the way. If you want to have your device out to text, you can text welcome to that number. We've got an awful lot of guests with us in the room today and join us live online. Broad River Church, let's make our guests feel very welcome today. We're so glad that you're here. And let me just say this in a very stumbling way. Tenemos, tenemos. Traductores al español disponibles. Si usted necesita uno, por favor, levante su mano. I'm really excited that Pastor Mike told us about Love Week and hope that you'll do everything to be a part of that. Check out the board, check out the church app. And before we jump in today, I'm always excited when somebody that's a part of our gathering kind of steps out and takes a step of faith and, and does something maybe a little out of their comfort zone just because they felt like they were supposed to. And uh, we have a, a very special person in our church. Her name is Sabrina, Marie Sabrina Joseph. And, and she was in the first gathering. Is she here in the second gathering today? Okay, I don't see her. Uh, she normally, you'll, you'll meet her working 
um, working the, the greeting coming in the front door there. She'll be opening the door for you. And she wrote a book called He Still Speaks that just came out this last week. And it's really, really good. So I'm mentioning it today because I'd like to encourage um, all of you to go to Amazon and pick up a copy of Sabrina's book. I never, ever, ever, ever mention books for you to buy from the pulpit. But I'm doing this today because I think it'd be a good thing for you um, um, to do. It's a very encouraging book about her coming to America with her family, her salvation story. And it's designed to talk about how we can know that God is still speaking and still leading us. And we're excited that Sabrina has done that. In fact, I have, I have three copies to give away this morning. If you'd like a copy of Sabrina's book, just raise your hand and I will hook you up with a copy. All right, Tatiana, we'll do this back here. Just keep your hands raised. I saw Maurice hand raised. We're gonna get over here. And then Renee, good to see you. And how about over here? I saw somebody over here. I'm gonna run all the way over here. I'm gonna skip you, Antoinette, because I saw this name back here, all right. Yeah, I'm glad that, I'm glad. Let's give Sabrina a hand for doing such an awesome thing. All right. I was planning on beginning a new sermon series this Sunday, but last Sunday as I was bringing this message called Unchurched But Not For Long, I realized that we were going to have to go in a different direction. In fact, I realized right in the middle of the last week's sermon, uh, it's a special day. We have a big announcement to make in a few minutes, but last week we were in the Gospel of Luke, and I've been kind of stuck in the Gospel of Luke, this narrative of Jesus's life, and I'd like to share that with you this morning. I want to talk to you very simply today about new life. In fact, I, I want to just read one verse to you from a, a story about a very interesting man that Jesus encounters. So you can use your digital Bible on your phone or use one of the Bibles provided. Maybe you have your own paper copy with you. Check out this one verse. It's Luke chapter 8, verse 35. Then people went out to see what had happened. And they came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. I want you to see that they found a man, the demons had been sent out of him, he's sitting at Jesus' feet, he's clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. I wanna to talk to you today about new life. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for speaking to us today. Thank you, Lord, that you have a specific word to say to each of us, no matter where we came from, and man, we've come from so many different directions, so many perspectives, so many different expectations, walking in here today, and. One of the greatest miracles, God, that you'll do here today is that you'll speak to us specifically. I pray that you would start with me, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart would be acceptable in your sight. God, you are my rock and my redeemer. Please speak to your people today in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. amen. These two words, new life or new beginning, always do something inside of me. And, and right now, especially hearing these words and thinking about new life brings up these feelings and these emotions in a new way. It's for something fresh, for something that we've never had before. I, I don't know about you, but I am ready for some new things in my life, right? If I could just be kind of transparent right up front. We've all had a lot of loss around us in the last 18 months or so, people that we know that we didn't expect to lose and now they're gone. We've all seen, I've seen, you've seen things happen over these last few months and 18 months especially that have me personally in a place where everything in me is screaming for new life. 
right? New spaces, uh, new places. I guess if I'm gonna just keep up the rhyming, we'll say new faces as well. Everything is out in me is screaming out for new joy and new peace and new favor from God, to use a spiritual word, screaming out for new anointing. Listen, I need new dreams. I need new visions. I need new power. I, I need vitality to return to me. I need tenacity to overtake me. I don't know who I might be preaching to right here at the beginning, but I'm gonna start a support group today. I'm gonna call it Support Group A, okay, for right now. So if you're joining us online, you can just put the letter A in your comments if you wanna join my new support group. If you wanna join my support group, you're here in the room, you can raise your hand. Hi, my name is Kevin, and I need a new beginning. Anybody with me? Anybody right in Support Group A, right? I, I, I may have more groups before I'm done today, but I promise you God's doing something for this group, Support Group A, today. I, I want I want you to meet this man. He's, he's kind of controversial type guy because when you talk about this thing, especially this kind of thing, especially on a super happy day like today, I don't know if everybody knows you showed up on a super happy day, you might wonder why would you choose to talk about this guy today? Why choose a scripture about a man possessed on a big announcement day like today? And here's the reason because I want to suggest today that all of us deal with possession. Okay, pastor, nice to, nice to know you. I'm on my way out the door, okay? No, no, don't leave yet, right? If you join us online, don't click the X and turn the gathering off. Stay with me. I, I didn't say you were possessed by demons. That's not what I'm saying. It may not be demons, but what is possessing your mind? What just won't quit in your brain? Maybe for some of you, I've experienced this. It's this clock that is ticking in your head and it's ticking and it won't stop and it's whispering to you that you are going to run out of life before you arrive at your dreams. Maybe what's possessing you is just the fear of aging, like you won't live to see certain things. Maybe your enemy, I don't know if you knew you had one, but you do, that enemy is whispering to you things like, you know, your family will never be sitting beside you, worshiping with you in the house of God. Maybe it's the possession that everybody else is better than you and that you have nothing to give at the level that others give. Maybe it's the possession that you'll never be loved like you want to be loved. Maybe it's this thought that you're going to fail with the one life that you have and that you'll never succeed. And we're introduced to a man in Luke chapter eight, a man that is possessed. You need to read the whole story, but a verse we didn't read, verse 28 says that he's living in the cemetery, hanging out in the shadows of the tombs in the graveyard. Check it, this is a guy that finds his home in a graveyard. In fact, one translation says he's never lived in a house. This is a grown man whose whole existence has become living among the tombs. Verse 29, the story says that because of his activity, because of what they see him do, they're afraid of him. So the, the people from town, today I want to call them the village people, okay? They would come and they would put chains on him and then the man would break out of the chains so the people from the village would come back and do it over and over again. He'd break out. It happens over and over again. And I have three village people jokes I'm not going to even do. I'm just going to spare the groan this morning, okay? But I want you to write this down however you want to. I want you to help me preach it today. Beware of the village people. 
Yeah, beware, watch this, of people from town, the village people. These are people, watch this, who got close enough to put chains on him, but they didn't help him. How can you over and over again get so close to me that you can put me in bondage, but it never ends up helping me? I think there's some people here today in, in our digital experience that would say, I got people in my life that they get close enough to me to meddle in my life and be experts in my life. Isn't it amazing, by the way, how many people are experts on what you should do, but then you peek over the fence into their life and wonder why they aren't taking their own advice? That's another sermon for another day, all right? I, I've been thinking about unchurched people a lot and the way that we reach unchurched people. We've talked about this a lot as a church. This is a word we talked about it last week that we use for people inside the walls of faith, use it to speak about people outside the walls of faith. It's not a dirty word, why? Because this is a church that exists for who? For people who aren't here yet, right? But I think there's some people here today that need to say, I don't need anyone else getting close to me that's just here to articulate and make clear how dysfunctional I am. I don't need anybody else talking about what I'm going through and how I'm handling it. I already know my stuff isn't straight. I don't need you to remind me how messed up my life is. In fact, I need some friends around me when things are spiraling out of control who will look at me and remind me that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Right? I need some friends that will surround me and remind me again that there is no weapon that is ever formed against me that's going to prosper. So beware of the village people, people who like to come around when they start to sniff out that there's some trouble in your house. They hear about trouble you're having with your child and they're, they're trying to get close enough to you, not to, not to help you, but to perpetuate bondage. People who are keeping you in chains and they keep putting the chains back on again and again. And here's a man that broke out of it every single time. But I, I want you to see this. In fact, you can write it down too, but I, I want everyone to feel this. We're talking about new life today, new beginnings. Get this, sometimes before a new beginning, there is going to be a time of grief for what no longer exists. Everybody wants a new beginning, but sometimes new life Sometimes a fresh start comes right after grieving for what no longer exists. These last 18 months have been hard and grueling. And listen, we found ourselves living among the tombs. What does a tomb represent? Tombs represent what used to live, but what? But now is dead. That's where this man is. And my question for everyone here today, maybe you're new to church, uh, and, and, and you're just finding out what Jesus is all about, or maybe you're a church person from way back. This is a question for all of us today. Who else listening to me right now? This is how you feel. Everything around you is about what used to be and about what used to live. So you walk into a room and you have a memory for being in that room when you were married and you, you shared a moment in that room with that person that you were married to back in that corner, but maybe now that corner in that room is just silence and all that is left is the absence of someone who promised to be with you until death would part you. Who's living among tombs? 
It's dreams and realities that you had and people come into your life at these moments when you're second guessing yourself and you're not on your A game and they, they think that who you are in that moment is all that you are and you wanna scream out, I haven't always been this way. I haven't always been this weak. I haven't always been this indecisive and back and forth and I'm unable to make a decision, but life has happened to me and everywhere I look, it's just representations of what I lost and what no longer exists. I had friendships just go away, right? We were friends for 20 years and then we differed on political parties all of a sudden and now we're not even friends anymore. Tombs. I had dreams. I've got journals and notebooks in my closet of what I said I, I, I thought I was going to accomplish. I didn't know that bankruptcy was gonna meet me right at the place of my dreams. It's tombs. I'm living among tombs. I'm watching other people do what I wish I could do, but I can't even pull myself out of depression long enough to get back to my starting point. I just wonder if anyone here has had to live among the tombs. It's been hard. I've been seeing it. it's been hard for people to pick themselves back up and try again. It's hard when it seems like every time I take one step forward, I get knocked five steps back. You know that you heard a word from God. You knew it was from him that you got that business idea, entrepreneur, but now nothing is coming out of it. And so this man in this story does what so many of us do. The same story in the gospel called Mark adds this detail of this man doing what so many of us do. It says that there were pieces of rock that broke off the tombstone and this man living among the tombs would pick up the pieces of rock from the tombs and he starts cutting himself. Cutting himself all over, I, I, I'm living among tombs. I'm watching other people do what I wish I could do, but I, I can't, I, I, I don't, I'm taking pieces of where I feel like I'm not good enough or I'm not smart enough or I'm not good looking enough. I'm cutting myself, I'm, I'm taking pieces where I don't feel like I can do it and everybody else can and because I've been in this place for so long now, I'm taking my situation and I'm cutting myself. What am I doing? I'm internalizing that there must be something wrong with me since I'm not able to make it happen. There's gotta be something wrong with me. But God sent me here today, listen, so that we could have a funeral service and a burial service because today you are about to bury everything that tried to bury you. In fact, in fact, if, if I've got anybody in this room that is ready to shut stuff down that needed to be shut down and buried a long time ago, I just want you to help me out by shouting out, shut it down. Shut it down. Come on, say it again. Say, shut it down. Shut it down. If, you're, if you're online right now, you can just type shut it down there in the comments. Come on, say it one more time. Say, shut it down. I want you to say it and make your depression mad. I want you to say it and make your bank account mad. I want you to say it and make your health diagnosis as bad, right? Shut it down. The reality is that some of these voices have gotten louder than God's voice inside of us. Tombs, watching a loved one passed away while people are arguing about masks and vaccines and viruses and you watch them pass. Tombs, 
people that were a part of your family or your group or your church, and now you don't even know where they are. It's tombs. Last year, I'm standing in this room about at this space preaching to a camera with nobody else in the room, and I'm preaching myself through a personal storm like a lot of you were. And so what I could do is I could, I could start cutting myself in that moment. Maybe, maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to do. Maybe this is the end for the dream of, of this church in the place. Yeah, it's tombs. This isn't me speaking necessarily right now, but this is for someone here. Maybe I'm not supposed to be married because no relationship is working out. Maybe I'm not supposed to be in business because I can't even get it off the ground cutting yourself. And this man cuts himself. And what is it that happens when you cut yourself? Somebody help me. You bleed, right? I don't know too much about forensics, but I do know this. Blood carries your identity. So this man isn't just cutting himself. He is losing himself to the reality of what his life is right then. There's this really wild part in the Bible right at the beginning called Genesis where God at one point shows up at a garden that he had created for humans to live in, specifically this man named Adam and this woman named Eve. And God shouts out this question. He says this, he says, Adam, where are you? Question for you this morning. Do you think God wasn't aware of where Adam was? No, no, no. this wasn't a question about location. It was a question about identification. Where is this man that I put in this garden to lead his family and mankind? Why are you hiding? And I, I wish that I could grab everybody here one by one today. So just so you know, I'm doing it in my mind, okay? And ask the same question, where are you? Listen, this isn't who you are. This is what you've become because of the tombs. But this man at his most vulnerable place, bleeding among the tombs, losing himself into the graveyard, looks up and the story says he sees Jesus coming his way. Last year, this church had signs up all over town that said healing is coming how many of you still have your sign up that says healing is coming? I've seen a few around town. Outside of the church, you'll, you'll hear people say help is on the way, but I, I want everybody to say something new with me today. If, if you're with us digitally today, you can, you can type it out here, but I want you to say something new with me. And if somebody can find Doug, I want Doug to come up here and play, play for me. There he is. And the thing that I want you to say today is it's not healing is coming. It's still important for us to believe that, and we do. And not, not necessarily to say help is on this way, but somebody say something new with me today. I want everybody to say help is here. Come on, say it. You can type that out online if you're joining us. Just type out help is here. I just want to sing this song right here in the middle of this, a song that I've been singing all week. Just give me a C and I'll sing. I promise. You are here, moving in this place. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, working in this place. I worship you, I worship you, 
For you are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is you. I'll say you are here. You are here, touching every heart. I worship you, yes, Lord. I worship you. You are here, Lord. You're healing every heart. I worship you. I worship you. Turning lives around, Lord. You are here. Come on, sing it. Turning lives around. I worship you. I worship you. You're mending every heart. You are here, Lord. You're mending every heart. I worship you. I worship you. You are the way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Somebody say it. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Say, that is who you are. That is who you are. Sing, that is who you are. That is who you are. That is who you are. I like this part, it says, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel that you're working, you never stop, you never stop working. Never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop you never stop working you never stop you never stop working way maker miracle worker promise keeper light in the darkness my god that is who you are say it one more time way maker miracle worker promise keeper light in the darkness my god that is who you are that is who you are, God. I want you to know today that what God wants to do for you is not just a sign to your future. Jesus is our way maker. Jesus, you're our way out of darkness. You're the path that I need to change my life. That is who you are. You can, you can be seated just for a minute here. This man encounters Jesus and Jesus doesn't ask him, how long have you been this way? How, how, how long have these forces been driving you? How bad have you actually been? How far have you gone? How deep have you actually cut yourself? Jesus doesn't even ask him, where are you from? Where, who are your parents? What did you do to get yourself to the point of having this identity? He doesn't ask any of that, but he does ask him a question. It's in verse 30 of the story. All Jesus asked was, what is your name? I want you to think about what Jesus, why, 
Why are you asking what's my, my name? Because Jesus said, I want to see who answers. I want to see if you answer or if the tomb answers. The story says that these dark forces answer and they speak out of this man. Jesus doesn't really spend too much time digging into how and what and who. He just casts the demons out and the man instantly is healed and set free. But I want you to see this detail in the story that I would usually skip over. In fact, every time I've done that, I've skipped over this. There's a lot I skipped over today, by the way. Go back and read this story. But verse 28 says that when this man saw Jesus coming, it says he ran to him and worshiped him. He, he, he runs and he, he falls down and he says, what do you have to do with me, Jesus, son of God? He's worshiping him. Okay, so I, I know I'm being a little bit linear right now, but this part happens, the falling down and worshiping happens before Jesus expels the demons out. Get this, at this point, this man is supposedly completely taken over by spirits. Demons aren't worshipers of Jesus as far as I know. But get this, this man wasn't completely taken over him. There, there was a part of him that said, yes, I've got issues, I've got struggles, I've got dysfunction, but there's still a part of me, enemy, that you don't have all the way. And while I've got these forces that I'm dealing with, I've still got worship in me. I've still got worship. I just wonder if there's anybody in this room, anyone online that can just raise your voice and remind the enemy, I've got tears in my eyes, but I've still got worship. I'm confused in my mind, but I've still got worship. I'm not sure about my future, but I've still got worship. I might have COVID right now, but I've still got worship. I've lost my job, but I've still got worship. And the worship facilitated his new life. You can lose everything, but I'm a witness to this today. You can still have worship in a one bedroom apartment, watching your car being repossessed and your house foreclosed on. You can worship signing divorce papers. We are not people without God, hope. God's word says that in the time of trouble, he will hide us in his shelter. And this man, just like you today, was given a new life by Jesus. By the way, this guy gets excited. and He says, Jesus, I wanna follow you. I wanna be one of your disciples and follow you around. And Jesus said, no, I want you to stay right here and tell people what I've done for you. The end of the story in Luke says that he evangelizes the whole city. But the same story in Mark says that he tells the good news of Jesus in Decapolis. Listen, Decapolis wasn't just a city, it's a collection of 10 cities. This one man reaches 10 cities. Jesus says, no, I don't want you to be just a follower. I want you to go and tell others and be a facilitator for others. Listen, we've been following Jesus for a long time, but when will we become facilitators of healing and deliverance and new life to other people? We've sat in churches and listened to sermons and heard many sermons, but when do we become a sermon that somebody else can experience? The point of new life is it's not just for you to have it, but that you would be able to give it and share it with other people. So if I said something today that spoke to you where you are, maybe, maybe brought some words to things that you felt, 
and your emotions. And maybe through, through this sermon or maybe even as we were worshiping today, you're just in a point where you believe that you're ready to receive Jesus Christ and make him the leader and the ruler of your life, to make him your Lord and your savior. I just wanna pray for you and I wanna pray at the same time for some people here who know Jesus, but maybe you've kind of drifted away and maybe we'll call this support group B, okay? Hi, my name is Kevin and sometimes I've drifted away because I got angry at God. Y'all left me by myself on that one. There were no amens. <laughs> there's no lightning bolt coming. I checked it, all right? I checked this out already. Yeah, there's been times I've been angry with God. God, if you could just do this over here, I can handle over there. And, and you have faith and you believe and God doesn't come through like you told him to come through. It can cause you to get angry. Listen, I want you to hear me. God can handle your rant. God can handle you being angry with him. So maybe that's where you are, support group B. I wanna pray for you at the same time. I pray for new brothers and sisters that are in this room that are about to embrace Jesus. Wherever you are right now, just, just pause. Maybe you've been on your device. Just put your device down for a second and just, just pause in this moment right now. If everybody would just close your eyes and bow your head wherever you are. If you're praying this prayer today for the first time or maybe for the first time in a long time, I'd, I'd love to know who I'm praying with while no one is, is looking at you. No one's paying attention to what you're doing. I, I'd like to know who I'm praying with. you. If, if you wanna make this decision to follow Jesus today, I'm gonna say a prayer that I'd like you to pray after me. Would you just let me know by lifting your hand where you are right now? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, there's hands going up. God bless you. Amen, you can put your hand down. I want you to repeat these words after me and pray them as your words this morning. Jesus, I believe. Come on, say it with me. Say, Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins. I confess that I am a sinner. I am in need of your love and your grace and your salvation. So today, I turn away from everything that is not from you. And I turn toward everything that is from you. I surrender my life to you. Come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name. And I just wanna pray for everyone else here today. Lord, praying specifically for some people that I've, as I've been speaking, have just said, this is not for me because I've, I've gone too far. I've moved too far away. I've, I've seen too much. I've done too much. Lord, I, I thank you that you give us this image of you as our father because you are and you're standing at the end of the road. You've got your arms wide open to say it doesn't matter where you've been. I, I just wanna embrace you. I wanna bring you back to myself, Lord, that they would feel today that you are waiting for them, that they are not too far away. But I pray specifically for these people that are here today that have been involved in some cutting themselves in different ways with their life situations and things that have happened to them. And, and they've been indicators that things are not going the right way. And so they, they've lived among the tombs and they've cut themselves. And Lord, we just proclaim that your, 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 your resurrection, your victory triumphs over all of that. 
give you praise, Lord God, that you're doing a complete and new work. Thank you for your new life. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. right now God's spirit is just washing over people's hearts and he's healing even in this minute right now thank you for that Lord amen why don't we just give him praise for what he's doing amen thanks again for joining us here at Broad River Church our heart is that you would come to know God find freedom discover your purpose so that you can make a difference If you'd like to take a next step in your journey following Jesus, just visit broadriver.church slash next steps. We'll see you next time.